Welcome to Vital Talk, Vital Tech's content series to help educate and entertain those that are interested in technology. Uh, I'm Scott Rude, joined by founder of Vital Tech, Sean Vitale. It's always fun because I can relate to most of the people that have the opportunity to listen uh, to our podcast, read our uh, blogs, or watch any of our videos or webinars uh, because I don't know much. We're going to do Team, which from Microsoft has become sort of within the industry a phenomenon, but there's a lot of people that still scratch their head because they don't know it. It's almost a new language. And so it's daunting. People don't sometimes. What I learn is, Sean, some people, they drag their heel to the idea of something new. So we're going to try to educate and persuade people out there that have Microsoft 365 to embrace Teams, or am I wrong? I'm going in blind to <laughs> I, 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 one interesting thing to consider, which I think could be the title of this, is how email is going to go away. Because you said this to me in the office last week, and I, it's one of those where you say it very calculated because you kind of see <clears throat> the curve of the industry. Yeah. And I'm like, well, how's that going to work? Right, right. I, I, I can honestly, I, I, I sat with a, it, with a speaker last week and I, he brought up the fact that, you know, email is kind of becoming obsolete. And I wasn't normally when I hear something like that, I think it's outrageous, but it's not, it's completely not at all because I immediately realized how frequently we're using teams instead of email and just how collaboration is kind of changing. And not that I'm that old, but just, you know, being an early adapter of email, I'm realizing now that, that there's younger um, you know, colleagues that we work with who are don't email as much at all anymore. They send all their communication to us through Teams. Um, <clears throat> so I can see that. And happening. it's sort of the sensation that, you know, there's five phases of people that adapt to new technology, right? And early adapters, the first one, that means you're the first 20% that, you know, whatever it is, when an iPad came out or an iPod came out or an iPhone came out or if anything from the PC world or the Android concept, the app concept, you're the first to jump onto it. And not only are you the first to jump onto it, you're the first one integrated in your daily life. And I think the sensation that we're getting with the likes of Slack and Teams, as you'll explain, is probably the same sensation we're having when you were using email at the end of the 20th century. Yeah, and, and we were actually early adapters of Slack. We started with Slack. Vital Tech was. Vital Tech was, right. And well, just side note. So this whole messaging, chatting, chat group thing yep. existed so long. I'm talking the '80s, sure, like way, way long time Who ago. Was using <clears throat> um, a lot of gamers, um, a lot of uh, as they were playing live. Yeah, well, kind of. Yeah, that's yeah. That was partially how it was started. There were yep. just gamers that started. They wanted to have a chatting system as well, and then. You know, just chat rooms just became available and then it was kind of open to the public. Sure. There weren't a lot, it wasn't publicly known. Um, there weren't a lot of people that had it because internet was um, harder to come by back then. Um, but I mean, think about instant messaging, AOL Instant Messenger. Think about when, you know, would you email your friends or would you chat with them in AOL Instant Messenger? I certainly wouldn't email them if I was trying to have some type of steady flow of a conversation. Right. Exactly. I mean, texting is really that and it's like a walkie it's a texting is like a walkie talkie exactly 
So it, it's, it's, it's been around this whole, um, you know, Slack and Teams, the sort of group messaging has been around for a long time. It's just evolved into something really cool now that... Um, well, beyond cool, like companies now are making it mandated to operate through your job. Yeah, yeah. No, it's incredibly that's, that's significant. That's a big jump. It's one thing for it to be for video games and yeah. for a subculture, but when it's starting to dictate business. It is. And, and, and so you talked about early adoption. We were actually an early adopter of Slack. We started with Slack and, and then we, we transitioned to Teams because Teams actually didn't exist when Slack first started. There was a, a, a hip chat and, and, and Slack and they merged. Um, and now it's just Slack, basically, for that matter. And Microsoft obviously saw the pressure to yeah. catch up. Yeah, I'm surprised Google. I haven't heard of anything or seen anything with Google yet. I haven't looked it up in a while, but I'm really surprised that Google hasn't jumped on this bandwagon yet, to be honest. Um, so anyways, we jumped on it at first, and, and I think Paul brought it to my attention. And I was just like, what is this? Like another thing I have to check, right? Like I checked my email. Uh, we had Skype where it was just more direct and we could kind of create groups in Skype. Um, and, and, and I had, you know, a ticketing system and I had my phone. I just I had my cell phone and text. I had all these things. I was like, oh my gosh, I do not need another yep. um, system to check. And, but just, you know, being a tech company, we just adapted to it right away. And, and Paul started setting up groups based on all of our clients. Um, actually, I think he just created just generic groups, and then I had the idea to to create one for all of our clients, um, or maybe that evolved when we created the teams. Whatever, it didn't matter. But regardless, we just started using it, and we started sort of organically creating groups, and it, it, there was no turning back. Like literally, no turning back at all. We once we started, it it, it wouldn't stop, and probably strong, healthy feedback from clients. Uh, well, so we weren't using it to communicate with clients. We we're just using it about internally. clients, right? Yeah. So you kind of had a thread yeah. of everything that was related to yeah. that company. Yeah. Interesting. And full disclosure, and this might, as we're early on, like the webinar for this topic might be far more effective. We're going to talk shop, and I think you'll just pick up a lot from Sean's mind, but the webinar, he'll just be diving into teams, showing all the features and 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 kind of, you know, break apart some of the stereotypes that it's not this point of no return, overwhelming new language, that it's actually um, feasible and easy to transition to. So that will be fun to show from our video version of it. But uh, I, I was not. So when I joined with us um, earlier in this year, I just had to pick it up. I didn't, I mean, like, I wasn't Googling how to use Teams. I was just sort of diving in. And you don't really need to. Right? No, it, it, I think it's That's pretty intuitive. You just figure it out. Like, yeah, I, you just start chatting, and and that's exactly what we did. And that's what I was saying. I was at first I was super nervous. I guess the point of the reason why I was bringing that up is being you know owning a tech company and working in tech for so long. If I'm hesitant, right? I guess I can understand how other people would be hesitant as well who aren't in a tech company. Um, but I just realized I have to adapt to things. So we did. And, you know, that was my hesitation. We just jumped right in and it, it like now it's mandatory. Like it, it's now we actually give, you know, uh, like our team members shit if, if they're not checking teams and they're not chatting with each other because, Hey, did you check? Did you see what's going on with this client? Did you see what's going on with that client? Did you check your teams? Right. It, it pings in my phone. It pings everywhere. So it's, it's an integral part of the company. And I guess my point is, with all of this, I keep saying that 
just try it. Just start. Just let it go sure. organically if you're if you're at all curious about it. And like anything else, I would start with a test group. I wouldn't just push this out to everybody in the company and and here guys, go figure out, create your own channels. You can you, it can get kind of messy. Sure. If you do that. So there's there's sort of a structured way. Yeah, to small do it. department or a trust. Yeah. Team. I know that like But just let them go and get some feedback. And I bet eight times out of ten, you know, for all of the groups that it's tested with, they're gonna they're going to want to keep it and they're going to, they're going to see the value right away. You said to me uh, last week that you still feel like you're not tapping into the large percentage of its resources and its features. No, there's, you can, do, you can do video chat. Like it has a lot of features that yeah. Zoom would have or. Yeah. So the, the functionality, like the basic functions of it are, it's an organized, you know, chatting. Um, it's based on security. So you can actually set up m- teams is what they're called and that's just a group of people and then under each team you can have a channel which is like a subgroup think of it so we have a team for um the entire vital tech support team and it's called vital tech support and under that team we have channels or groups you know so the team is a group and then under each um under that vital tech support team we have channels one for every client so literally all of our clients are listed under there and you can just chat and you can see exactly what's going on yep. right, you know, with clients. Um, we'll dig into a little bit how this, you know, fun statistics later, Microsoft did a study and you can kind of you know, see reduction in email and all that other stuff. But that's the gist of it right there is having a team and having channels. And it becomes a log, if you will, yeah. for that company. Like yeah. you, it has this infinite scroll yeah. of all Everything, all interaction, back in history, and look. When do we have this issue? When do we have that issue? Um, who chipped in? Who's the one that fixed it? So, if there's an issue that pops up, and you can recall, I remember in mid March with this client, maybe I can pull back our, our dialogue from that yep. time. Let's see exactly what happened. Hey, what did you do to fix it? So it's searchable too, which we just talked about. That's the other cool feature about it. Um, you can also do one-to-one conversations. That was integral because it took over Skype. So Skype was kind of the you know the first chatting system. It was uh, uh, it was Messenger before that, and then it became Skype. You can hold meetings with Teams now. So you and I, if we're in different places, uh, we can actually have a video chat. You just click Meet now. <laughs> yep. Click the Yep. You can sit record if you want to. You can show content from your computer. So we use this when we're on site, and you know someone will be chatting me through teams on their phone. So you right. can also use this on your phone to chat with people. Um, Brian will be on site. Hey, can you take a look at this switch? This light's blinking weird or, or something like that. He'll actually share his video and, and I'll be able to see exactly what he's seeing. Wow. So it's kind of a video chatting too. Um, or if he wants to show me something on his screen, he can share his screen and I can see exactly what's going on there. So we use it um, for troubleshooting. Yeah, but. the camera's an icon that's right below where you would just put in your next text. Yeah. And where GIFs or emojis or attachments. Yeah. Or if you want to change text. Your files. Yeah, they got fun stuff where you can put GIFs or emojis and, and you can you know get real creative with it. Um, I, like that's just the basic part so video calls audio calls that's just the basic part of it there's also integrations with third-party apps so asana <laughs> which is a project management app that probably a lot of people have heard of um planner which is microsoft's as part of office 365 that's part of it the third-party apps so there's multiple tabs and this will probably look better uh, we'll go over some of this in the in the webinar but 
there's third-party apps that can integrate with it as well. So for example, <clears throat> we will have, let's say we're doing a project for client A and we're you know, uh, upgrading all their computers, some software on their computers. I'll create a checklist, an Excel spreadsheet and a checklist. And I'll have all the computers listed, um, you know, and sort of the step-by-step, -step, here's what you have to do first, second, third, fourth, fifth kind of thing. We'll chat in the team, hey, someone's having this issue, and they'll be able to collaborate basically on any issues that they have. And then um, they can quickly click a tab within that same exact channel. So client A, they click over to, to files, and they'll be able to open the spreadsheet and live right within Teams, edit the spreadsheet and mark their status, then close the spreadsheet, go right back to the communication and kind of go back and forth. So I, and, and there's third-party integration with all other tools where you can kind of switch to an app, switch back to the chatting. Um, the integrations are really cool. It's, it's evolving quite, quite a bit. Talk about evolvement. Like, what was the original intent for a Slack or teams? Did they have kind of a vision of where it would go or is, with so many different options? I'm wondering if it's taken on an identity they didn't anticipate. I, I think it is. I don't know, you know, the vision behind it. Um, I bet they knew more than they, they knew that it would evolve into kind of what it is now, but I don't know if how much. What they'll do is what? They'll test this internally for half a year. Yeah. Or more, probably. Or more yeah. years, right? <clears throat> yeah, like my, they being Microsoft or Slack or whoever. Um, I I think the intention was to create more of a real time collaboration tool that organized, you know, conversations basically. So it wasn't just one to one. It wasn't traditionally. It's funny this is traditionally now. So traditionally, email was used for this. So we were talking about yeah. this podcast. We would put a subject line in an email and we would say idea for podcast and, and then you and I would go back and forth over email and then we might add, include other people in the email and then, you know, maybe five or six people are all chiming in with their ideas on this email. In my opinion, those are a nightmare. I hate those. Um, I don't hate them. I, I think there's, there's a certain place for them if you need to record that information in email, but for the most part that, that doesn't need to be saved. It doesn't need to be recorded and it can happen very much in real time. Mm -hmm. So imagine if you just took that conversation, that same exact conversation, just moved it to another platform where you're just immediately seeing the text pop up and you're chatting. You can share files if you want to. You can add GIFs and emojis yep. and you know, kind of play around each other. I, I think that was the original intent. Um, Microsoft did a, a really cool... So I guess with that being said, we can kind of dive into like, you know, how it's going to replace email. Yeah. And if that's the I can tell you example. just from your description in these 10 minutes, I'm able to start building a vision of it where it's realistic. And the reason is email, like human beings are now uh, almost expecting instantaneous feedback, right? Like in a sense, an email is, I mean, like if you have it set up for a, yeah, like a notification, that will, let's say, you know, like, driving a car, which you shouldn't be pulling out your phone. With, but like if you're walking down the street or if you're with your family, you're not in front of a machine on purpose. An email is going to buzz and you're going to be able to have access to it pretty instantaneously. Right? Like, <clears throat> I just think that once the masses are fluent in teams, it's just, a, I think it's smoother flow. Yeah. Right. Right. And then they understand that the storage archival yep. 
once they learn how to search better and they become faster at that, I, I think that what teams can be really dangerous in a good way for is that it's the next platform where you feel like you can do everything through it. Yeah. Right? It'll have more ammunition and features that email did. Yeah. So the benefits are it's, it's kind of an automatic organization. There's right. no subject line needed, right? right? There's a channel. So there's the team, which is the group of people that are talking sure. together, and then there's channels underneath. Subject line not needed if you're in there. If, if I'm talking about client A, yeah. I, in client A's channel, yeah. and you're talking about it in there. Um, you can add hashtags to it if you want to make it searchable later. So you can talk about something and kind of hashtag it. And it's good to know. It's searchable later. Um, but, but the organization totally goes away. It's private. It's secure, right? When we're talking on Teams and our company's talking on Teams, no one has access to it unless they're part of our Office 365 tenant at all. There's no spam. There's no way for someone to spam you. And if we and we actually have Teams extended for testing purposes to a couple of clients because I, I really do think email's going to go away eventually. Altogether. Totally. You think, I mean, like, I, I, after you told me this on Thursday, maybe kind of more of a person in the wilderness, I remember I was in my zone typing up an email and you just said it. Yeah. I run it was on an email. Yeah, you just yelled out. What? You was going away. <laughs> when? It, it, it was like, hey, we got a fire in the hallway. Yeah. What? Oh, that means, like, I almost felt as if I needed to make an adjustment to my life at that moment. I'm like, yeah. But I started digging into it and there are healthy projections that by 2024, email will not be not only preeminent or predominant, like won't even need an account to a degree. Right. Right. It'll still probably be in a way it'll be like you're per, you'll have a personal account with, you know, the late adapters, your parents that will yeah. still be watching. That's always going to happen. Yeah. And then what's going to beat teams? Like what's in 2035 is going to look like, I don't know what's going to make this obsolete. Yeah. So I don't have a clear path of how email will go away. I know for internal purposes, I can clearly see email going away just based off of what I just told you. You know, it's private. There's no spamming. There's no need for a subject line. You can hashtag it. It's searchable. Um, it's just very easy to use. It's very easy to organize. I'd like to interject because of the four features that you just rattled off, it, the program that it sounds the closest to is Twitter. We, like, yeah. Right? Like a channel are your followers right. or those that you follow. Right. Right. A hashtag can create a log yeah. of anything from whatever the community is. Yep. Um, obviously, it's more secure and it's business oriented. Yeah. But by and large, it serves kind of the same purpose. Just So imagine the two of those programs kind of marrying each other and becoming, you know, I have my internal Twitter and I have my external Twitter. Right. And that's how I communicate. I mean, Teams isn't going to deplete, so it's going to grow. It's not as if, I mean, obviously there will be more tentacles, but you're not going to have a team. I, technically, you have a team's account, but do you see it branching out beyond business purpose and, and like almost taking a share away from Twitter? Maybe, right? If you think about once teams, so you can make teams public now. You can, if you, if, if someone else has 365, so our other client has a 365 environment, I call them tenants as well. Um, we can allow our 365 tenant to talk to their tenant. And by tenant, I just mean environment. And 
so that's kind of publicizing it a little bit, right? So yep. it's internal. Now I'm making it accessible to someone else kind of public. It's not completely public. Twitter is 100% public. Yep. So well, almost, I mean, there are ways to privatize it, yeah. but it's, I think the, the social norm is that it's this thing where it's a free for all where everybody can yeah. get everything from it. Yeah. And there's also incentive for people yeah. to make everything publicized. People are yeah. making millions of dollars and making it their own PR machine. Uh, yeah. I look at it as in my short time with teams, teams would be encyclopedia or teams like going to Washington DC for vacation and Twitter would be going to the Jersey shore. I th there's a trash element <laughs> to Twitter. Like I, I'm, I'm nervous of raising my children in a world that still has Twitter or permutations of it or teams at least feels pretty clean. It, I don't need to take a shower after I use teams. <laughs> that's at least that's how I see it. Like I, I, I feel safe. I feel like I'm actually being productive with myself yeah, yeah. and our team. You can't be violated over teams. <laughs> yeah, and I feel dumber and attacked when I go to Twitter and less secure about myself. So imagine if you could take, okay, so like, you know, someone very public, an actor, yes. you know, for example. Okay. They're on Twitter, right? You know, we all know, like, probably thinking about the same person right now. No, are you, are you on Twitter, about? Donald Trump. Oh, okay. I wasn't going that way. Super active person publicly. Imagine, yeah, yeah, all over. We don't need to get into a Donald Trump discussion. No, we shouldn't. Just someone, you know, you know, extremely public facing all the time. Okay. Imagine if they could take that Twitter information and just organize it and put it into groups and just include, okay, these 10 people. So client A and I work with five people at client A. What if I had a channel or a team that had multiple, yeah, better yet, a team with multiple channels that I worked with client A on and we just had communication there. And then what if I just had a public one, you know, I talk to a lot of vendors and they reach out, Hey, I have a new product, Sean, blah, blah, blah. They want to talk to me. Here's my public one. I can take those people, bring them into a team if I want to and create sub channels if I want to there. Imagine if you could do that with Twitter and then you have this public one that sure, that's the one you feel like you need to take a shower afterwards. And, and it's, it, it's, you know, kind of crazy. That's the same thing as your junkie. Though. Think about going through your junkie. How you feel like you need to take a shower after reading through your spam folder. It's the same thing, right? Right, I guess the people once of once an environment or a forum like Teams or Twitter becomes valuable in the eyes of whoever, you're always going to have those that are trying to be either deceitful or just a little scummy. To come, not scummy, just they're they're coming from the bottom in terms of um, trying to garner information or market themselves. I I, I don't know, like I, that's why I'm curious of Teams' effectiveness and its mission is very clear in the business sector right now. Yeah. Even though I don't know how to do everything, I know what it's supposed to be. And you figured it out pretty much within, what, a week of using And I it? think the word you used at the beginning with being intuitive is credit to the good people in the tech industry that from at least in the last 10, 15 years, particularly with touch screen and how Apple kind of led that charge. Where now it, it, it is intuitive to the point where two-year-olds get it in like the third time of use yeah right like it's, it's almost catered to the, the the elementary nature of our brain right yeah and i i think that we're only going to get better at that in artificial intelligence like i just i feel like um i am only tapping into 20 percent of teams and i'm gonna look forward to particularly our webinar to try to see where you go where you navigate what can you do yeah i, I think you'll be surprised at you know it's a simple solution 
so I'm only tapping into like probably 60% of it myself, maybe 70, but like for the most part, everything we're talking about now is what teams is for. And that's the purpose of it. And, and that's really it. That's all we're going to kind of use. I don't know. I'll try and come up with some cool stuff in the webinar, but I back to this whole kind of, you know, there's a Microsoft study I kind of want to talk about, but for the most part, it, like making teams publicly available Personally, I think that's going to be awesome for our clients to be able to communicate with us in real time on something. I don't need that crap in an email stored in a folder somewhere. I, I, you know, it's just much cleaner. Right, and it's going to be more effective if everyone's using it. Like yeah. if the world is using it yeah. and it's, it's something that they're just always existing on. You don't know that I'm working with multiple people, so I might not be able to respond to that channel right, right away. That's just like we do. At, at what about companies that are using Slack or those that are using Slack and others are using Teams, the fact that they don't integrate? So my my uh, opinion there, recommendation there, is if you're using Slack, if you're using Office 365, you should switch to Teams. Right. Um, because it comes with it. And are it, people doing that? Are people, it, but are, are people still using Slack? And 365. Yes. Yeah, we have a couple of clients that are. I don't know why. I've, I've tried to push them over, and it's, it's more of like I'm used to this interface. You know, are I, I the like, interfaces, I haven't done Slack. Are they comparable? I think they're comparable. I was able to switch. We switched Vitaltech from Slack to Teams pretty quickly, and I thought it was fine. Some of the guys in the office like the interface in Slack better. Um, they like some of the functionality better. Um, it's a little more responsive, but I, for, for the most, that's what they think. In my opinion, I think Teams is fantastic. I think it was great. I love having it integrated. It's one login. I don't have to remember something else. It integrates with SharePoint and all of our document libraries. Um, I know these are things <clears throat> that everyone understands, but I can access all my files and go through that previous scenario I was talking about right. before. Mm -hmm. It's, I, I don't know. It's just, it's cloud-based. It's accessible from anywhere. Um, I, I really like the fact that you kind of choose where you want to go. So of all the channels, you know, I manage a certain percentage of our clients, Douglas and Mike also manage the other percentages of clients. I don't, for the most part, look at Douglas or Mike's, you know, so I kind of pick and choose which conversations I want to dive in and out. Imagine that publicly, like people who want to talk to Scott are going to reach out through teams. It's not like, you know what I mean? It's not just some random, um, um, I guess what I'm getting at is the consumers kind of are choosing the content that they want. Yes. And, and I, I don't mean to always bring it back to Twitter. I did not expect to even bring up Twitter. No, I, I didn't think about it either, but it's a good, I think it's a good comparison. Totally. And it's a good reference and contrast because no one's going to Twitter. I don't know. I know some people go to Twitter that, you know, the whole concept of sliding yeah, into DMs, there is interactivity and people do communicate there if they don't have a cell, their cell phone number. But I still think that Twitter is a self um, fulfilling avenue where teams is supposed to just get stuff done. For sure. Sorry. Teams and Twitter are just to clarify hundred percent separate, totally yes. different. There's some functionality within Twitter that also exists. In right. Twitter. Teams is a much better tool, IT service, what have you, that will, its purpose is for a business. And when you're on it, it feels purposeful. Like once you, like, and it does, the, the, the light bulb doesn't take a while to click on. It, once you do, you start realizing why. Like I had not even heard of Teams. Yeah. And my, heard of Slack? 
I think so, but like wouldn't be able to even visualize what their interface would be. Yeah. So when I came in and my boss, your co-founder, Mike Burke said, you need to do teams. It's mandatory. You have to figure it out, go on it and just putz around and follow us and see what we're doing by when you, yeah, you just you'll get it you'll, you'll get it but you also like you had it, it's it's essential yeah you get, it's it's the whole it's almost the thing i don't know the right analogy but like as if you what's have going this, on in the company yeah, if you want a pulse of where we're, where a client's at or where how right. healthy things and are you're servicing the team is what the morale is you can see when we're joking oh, we're yeah. having a good There's time energy yeah at you it's it's the pulse it's when well, you're a like what and i I noticed, I remember like my second week, you're like, I think, were you going to quit yesterday? And I was like, no, it's just that I sensed the energy that we, <laughs> oh, a number right. of our clients were having issues and obviously everybody. Yeah, you were quiet. For the, yeah. Which is the way I go with me being with partnership and marketing and sales, I'm trying yeah. to, I, I am fortunate I can adapt to what they're doing, but it, like, I remember going to teams that day and there weren't, there weren't gifts. And There's there no weren't, gifts. There weren't funny things. No, we had a bunch, we had multiple issues right. hitting. We're underwater, issues. we'll come up for air when we can. Yeah. And teams is an extension of that. We, you could, yeah, it was an extension of the, the, the pulse of the company, the mood of the employees. It was, but it was effective at us organizing and, and communicating and collaborating about all those issues. And I promise you that those issues got fixed a hell of a lot quicker than if we were to do that over email. Yeah, I, I saw something on the internet like two or three days ago. It was some NFL coach that was doing some type of football coach cliche where it's like, all right, you have five people, right? One, two, three, four, five, right? How strong is it if I try to hit you like this yeah. versus this, right? Like now it's a fist. It's yeah. supposed to be more powerful, but it's because all five are not working together, right? Yeah. Like you get one of them out of there. It's just the effective nature of, you know, five plus five doesn't equal 10 with teams. It equals 100 because if everybody's on the same page, and it's almost a disservice. Like, I feel guilty when if I go and do something where I can't be around the phone, uh, and like four hours go by, or if it's after 7 p.m., and this is going to go down a rabbit hole for our podcast, but you, you sort of, because Teams is so conducive to balance with yeah. your personal life and, and your job, you feel guilty if you don't respond because feel like you could be potentially letting yeah nine people down not yeah. just right one person right and i think but it also at, so at the ahead. same point not to cut you off you don't have to respond to everything you can and this goes back to the kind of how i was talking about consumers choose the content to follow employees also choose the content to follow just like i was saying i'm not i don't want to say i don't care what's going on with douglas's clients I just, my responsibilities at work are to make sure that my client's environment yes. and the pulse. You talk about the channels, you stay in your channel right. exactly. unless you need to. And if you need to go and jump into the yeah. channel. Yeah, Douglas is on paternity leave right now, so I'm checking the majority of them. But yeah. when he comes back, I can't wait because I'm not going to look at those channels as much anymore. I expect them to kind of verbally pull me in or physically come up to me and pull me in. So, you know, to your point, you don't, it's not like, I, I think there's this fear of like, Teams is going to be this other tool. Oh God, it's something else I have to check and yeah. it's something else I have to look at. It, it, it actually makes you, the collaboration within the company, incredi incredibly more efficient. A cleaner. It just feels yeah. like it feels cleaner. And I, I get it. We all now have 75 apps on our phone. Yeah. 
and, and it's one thing if it's an if it's if it's a trivial app that you go and you're funny and you play with kids with it, or it's, but it's another if somebody says, "All right, this is Teams," and that's not how that's perceived. Teams is perceived as okay. You need to integrate this into your daily life, but that is a big endeavor until you get over the hump. But it's not. It helps you more than it actually sets you back. It's intimidating, but it's actually not a big endeavor. No. It's really not. By the time we transitioned from Slack, I think actually with Slack, the idea of just, all right, let's just organize by clients because that's all we really talk about on a day-to-day basis. Anyways, that's where we started. Now we have multiple teams. We have um, we have a partnerships team. I was just going to say we should create a channel for podcasts. We should create another. That's one. A great point. Yeah. See, look at you. Well, just, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Well, it's once the idea is that we go channel. back and forth. We have an idea for a podcast. It's in our direct channel. Why isn't that in a, a channel? Or it's our direct chat. Sorry. Right. One chat. Why isn't that? All right. So you're saying that email might be obsolete in ten years, right? So my email account with the, yeah. the, the account I have through Vital Tech, yeah. I have what? under my email. Got, under my inbox, I have 40 folders, Yeah. right? And whenever we have a relevant podcast back and forth, yeah, you'll put it in there. I'll just drag it in there. Yeah. That's one or two additional steps yep. than the equivalent. Way cleaner, way more effective. I can share. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's so much better. I, I, imagine I, telling this to your parents. Are, are your, like, is your family is tech savvy in any no, way? No, I mean, so you need to really dumb it down when you're having conversations. Funny side story: they, yeah. my brother and dad, got into computers when I only had a spark of an interest in it, and they, they, because they wanted me to read these DOS books, and I eventually read the DOS books. How old were you? Uh, gosh, I don't even know. Like a, an adolescent. Streamwood. So I lived there. A teenager. From fourth grade till sophomore year of high school, okay. so sometime in that time frame, sure. probably earlier, like uh, seventh, eighth grade. Got it. All right. They they told me they're like you're never gonna make it in computers unless you you know read this DOS you know book and you're not showing any interest in. It. And I vividly remember that day, and it was just kind of like this is just my personality. I was like, I'll prove them wrong. Like. They don't know what they're talking about. I'm sure. How's DOS doing in 2019? DOS is why exactly. I pull up a DOS prompt every single day for the for the record. However, DOS is what <laughs> you know, Gates created Windows on. So, anyways, um, they don't. They 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 were tech savvy and they are. And you know, it, it kind of did a 180. And now they come to me. My dad asks me about cell phone questions and things like that all the time. Mm. It's kind of crazy. Mm. Um, so sorry, side tangent. But no, it's, I mean I'm curious because I. With, with they what don't. we do serving our clients, and I learn, and, and if you're curious about our other podcasts or videos, one thing that we've had, whether it's been cybersecurity or it's incident um, responses, we're, we know that we want to serve our client as much as possible. And a lot of it has to do with them being aware and or interested in knowing all of the features, not just within their own tech environment, but within what's available at their disposal with us in the tech, right? And I think there's too, too large of a percentage of companies that have MSPs that almost feel like the MSP is just waiting like a fireman. And there's so many proactive elements that you can do it, right? And I don't know. Yeah, hopefully this is a good outlet for that, for us. Yes. To demonstrate just the importance of teams and hopefully that's coming across right now. Well, one other thing that I would like to do, cause we use yeah. it glue, I think would be really good and not just limited to you and I, but is to 
um, almost through teams because it's where so much of our help desk is living day to day is that when they have, they're the one taking all of these tickets for different, in, you know, issues. Yeah. Whenever, you know, as long as they know all of our episodes and our topics, yeah, there could be a time is like tying the bow on resolving the issues. Yeah. Say, hey, we have a thing on SharePoint. We have something yeah. about team. Uh, here is the blog. Here is the yeah, podcast. Here's here's the podcast. The, and, and maybe it'll help you educate. Yeah. Um, I, I've like, obviously, I was in golf for a long time. And one big issue that's that's really tying the end of the year together is slow play. Yeah. They think golf is too slow. They've been saying it for 20 years, but nothing has actually made it faster, right? So the European tour is implemented a four-step process. Okay, what they're going to do, they feel like these four steps are the things to, to, to stop it. Or to just speed, to speed up, up golf, yeah. And obviously people took to social media or the press to say, you know, the, the experts of the world, the players, and they basically shot down three of them. The one that everyone agreed that was a effective way was to educate. Yeah. One of them, no, point two was educate. We're yeah. going to start having the rookies go through seminars. We They're going to send, send out instructional videos. And, we should and that's post these on glue and make as part of the onboarding. So yeah, that's somebody. I mean, and we're, we're not as, a, as with our partners, we don't want to demand such things. We're here to try to help them with their business. Just help them understand. I think, look, everyone's fear of change. Everyone has a fear of change. Everybody wants to at the same time, know what new technology is out there yeah. and it's you know there's there's a big gap between those two so hopefully this is helping fulfill that gap just talking about teams and hearing our excitement and the ideas and, and, and how we use it and how it's evolving look is email completely going away i don't know if it's going to go away anytime soon i mean we still have fax machines sitting around so but with that being said I, i'm seeing you know you think about how much phone traffic has probably been reduced just based on you know, yep. Think about the mail system. That's been significantly reduced. Yep. Think about how much phone traffic has been reduced since email. Think and, te and texting. <clears throat> texting is eliminated. Texting, phone. yeah. So all of those things. So, so what's next? And you have to consider it. You have to think about it. And, and I do think so Microsoft did this really cool study I kind of want to talk about. Sure. And it's, it's, they did a study just on the use of Teams. And I don't have any of the specifics of the study, um, whether it was internal, external, what, but there was 27% less meetings for a group of people that started using Teams. 27% less meetings. That's a huge amount of time. 30% of your meetings are gone. And I've been digging into tech I, CEOs and heads yeah. and what they like to do in a day, what motivates them, yeah. how they like to schedule out their day. Yeah. And what's changed yeah. in the last decade is chairman, high-level executives despise meetings all the time. Yeah, right. Like they're willing. Oh, I'm in meetings all day. It's terrible. Right. Like they're willing to assume the position of always emailing or teaming or whatever to avoid meetings. Yeah. Because, and the whole logic is when you go to a meeting, you have 10 people where only one of them can be effective at that moment. Right. Yeah. Like I know that like you, you'll have, there are effective ways of when there's pre presentations can be effective to a certain degree. But nowadays, I think from a business practice, 
you've got nine people twiddling their thumbs in a 10 person meeting. Yeah. And yeah. we're not, we're just, we're not it's a waste of time. We're not hitting on all ears. Complete waste of time. Whereas if that was just a quick conversation in an organized team and a channel sure. and only the players that during, and that's yeah, only the players being directly affected by the comments were responding. <clears throat> those people would need to be there. And that's an agnostic issue. That's regardless of the industry. You know, if you're a well-run company and that I would define one key trait of a well-run company is that each person, regardless of level, knows what their day-to-day is. They just want to get their stuff done. Yeah. Right? And right. then also, you got me doing a meeting. Well, as effective as possible. Right. And they're just sitting there. So 27% less meeting, 30% reduction in email. 30% email is gone because of a lot of what we just talked about. Sure. Um, and when the abundance, the population of people that catch on with this, yeah. they start realizing, it's not growing just because. It's growing because more and more people are seeing the light. Yeah. That it's making job efficiency. You know, I'd be on all these emails for a bunch of you know, clients that Douglas or Mike or all these people work with. And, and that's information I probably want to read eventually. But when that clutters my inbox, let's, I'll be honest, I take that and I, and I move it to another folder and then I flag that folder and who knows when I get back to that folder. Whereas in, in a team, I just, I just click, it's bolded and I just click it and if I can skim through it really quickly, it's done. The other thing is it doesn't have the chain. So it's not like I have to scroll. And the, you can choose the most recent, but if not everyone responded in line, then you have to kind of piece together and double click the old emails. Everything's there. It's all in one channel. It's super quick. It's super easy. So. Yeah, I, I can totally see an email reduction. I'm surprised that number is not higher. If you make it um, publicly accessible, the customer responsiveness was increased by 36%. Imagine if customers, you know, if, if you know, remove email from talking to a customer and we're just chatting with them, right? Just like through a direct instant message, boom, they're, they're going to get back to you a hell of a lot quicker. It's just because it's cleaner, it's more organized, and it's a lot easier. So you're going to get responses back from your customers right away. I'm a little scared opening this up, um, you know, being a, a service company because we get so many people that would hit us up on a day-to-day basis. But there has to be an effective way to where we can open this up, um, and that's what we're testing out because I just it's going to improve the client experience. I know it is. I mean, you know, for me, I look at it more from a consumer, normal human being's perspective. Of in ten years, if you're saying, all right, fine. And like the idea of you giving me a statistic from something Microsoft pulled up where 30% of email activity is lowering, I can start visualizing no email in 10 years. Well, are we going to need to have a universal Teams? Or am I going to need to, am I gonna need to be having a Slack account and a Teams? And so much can change in a decade. Email is a universal understanding where you have... Yeah, everyone has it. Like whatever comes after the at. Yeah, it uses right? a common protocol. And it's yep. just a common protocol. So, like, yeah. and so it's this one universe. So they'll, they'll eventually have to communicate with each other, right? And they'll integrate in some way, shape, or form. And really at that point, you're just preferring the interface. And the That'll be a monopoly anyway. Though. Is that dangerous? No, it doesn't have to be because think about email. There's, you have Gmail. You have... My, Got it. They're going to yeah. integrate where like you can be at Slack. Yeah. You can add. Well, it won't be at Slack. It'll be at Vital Tech. It'll be just the same thing. It'll just be you use Slack to communicate to the rest of the world, whereas I would use Teams to communicate to the rest of the world, just like some people use Got Google it. to open their email and I use Outlook. But the, old, the overall forum 
Yeah. You can, you can enter. There's going to be a common protocol for the communication, but the interface that people use will just be whatever they want there. I can never see me having a conversation like this four months ago. I think I attribute it to you. Like you've done a very good job of explaining things in a simple form. It's super cool. Emails, it was, you know, life changing for so many people and it's evolved so much. And now like just the thought of it possibly going away, I think is, to me, that's really cool. I think it's interesting. Yeah, I, I, not, I don't know. I, I, I feel I'm excited. I look forward for us to do the webinar uh, now. And um, anything else you want to talk about that I'm cutting you off on? No, no, that was really it. I, I guess it's just, you know, as a final parting word, consider some kind of, you know, these, some kind of these new collaboration systems, whether it's Slack or Teams, or there's, those are the two big players in the market right now. Um, just pick a small group. Just implement it. Just do it. You know, create a couple channels um, and, and, and let people go out there and use it. Um, you do have to make sure that they're actually participating a little bit, but um, you know, just try it because eventually you're going to have to. And the last thing you want to have to do is be elated after that. So, um, yeah. And otherwise, I mean, if people want to chat about it, just they can call me. Thanks, I love Sean. talking about this stuff. Thanks for checking out. If you stay with us the whole time here on Vital Talk and our web series, our, our video series. Check us all out on vitaltechsolutions.com. And uh, we have a variety of different topics that we're here to try to help those not only that are interested in technology, helping their own business, or helping their own individual tech skills. For Sean, I'm Scott. Thanks. Take care.